0: This is a Handshake Agency podcast. Welcome to that sucks, presented by Handshake Agency. My name is Troy. I'm Dan. Still fully vaxxed up over here. Still hasn't worn off yet. Not that I'm aware of. You don't need a booster. I don't know. That's you don't a, need a booster. I don't need a booster now. Um, what's been happening since the last time we recorded, Daniel?
1: Oh, you know, I played some Game Boy and, uh, ate some chippies. Cool. Yum. Hot chips? No. Cold ones. Cold chip. Mm. Cold hot chips. Well, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, you mentioned something in our, again, our late night talk show episode, mm-hmm. which sparked <coughs> the idea for, uh, a topic, which was James Randi, the amazing James Randi and how he duped the Australian media back in the eighties. I think it was. I think
0: it was the eighties. Yeah. So
1: I, I was like. That's an episode. People duping the media. Yep, and boy, is there some corkers out there.
0: Yep. Did you uh, get that video that I sent you? The
1: one that from the university.
0: Yeah, the school board. There was a few people there to ask questions of this school board. Yeah, and it was. You know, it, was, it,
1: was like, it was like almost like a. There was like parents and stuff. Yeah, like
0: a uh, like a uh, parents teachers meeting sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And this fancy. And, and you, you sign up your
0: name to who, who's uh, about to open the floor and speak.
1: Yeah, it's so like Troy Navaban. Next up, uh, what's your grievance with the school, or like, you yeah. know, what, what do you want to discuss, or?
0: But then it was like the first person was. Uh yeah uh and Phil McCracken
1: yeah Phil McCracken and they could, like, you know because they want to be like give him a chance to stand up <laughs> yep. Phil McCracken
0: uh, Wayne Kerr there's it's like ten a of classic. them it's he just like, like yeah ten of them in does a row so I don't know if he gets it or what um it's really funny it's <laughs> yeah, very but, good like
1: there was a parent at my s- high school whose last name was McCracken first name was Phil for real for real for wow. real. and so in that situation you can't be like. Phil McCracken. Oh, really fucking good one. It's it's like Joey Joel, Joel- you that's know. On, so, <laughs> that's so that's so
0: shameful. Yeah, so You have to go by Philip, right? My name's Philip McCracken. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Even no, that's kind e- of a-
1: everybody knows. Yeah. You just say uh, I don't know what you do. I'm
0: pretty sure we had like a Richard Head at my school. <laughs> like Funny. Don't just don't do it like far. it's not you don't have to like name you when the parents these embarrassing things, like it's not necessary. People
1: talk about weird names these days. The, the parents back in the day, pfft, yeah, you know, be a bit no smarter. subtlety. Leah, be a little smarter. Yeah. So, anyway, talking about people duping the media, I looked into James Randi duping the Australian media. So, you, you looked into in the, the psychic
0: one? Is that the one you, you looked at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Great Carlos. That's the one. The Great Carlos. Yeah. So, it was- so like This is the one I was trying to describe it last time, mm. but I had uh, I, it had been a little while since I'd looked him up. So, it was
1: back in the 80s, he enlisted a friend of his named Jose Oliver mm-hmm. to come to Australia and pretend to be this channeler named um The Great Carlos. Yeah. So, you know, like somebody who's like speaking to spirits and doing all like this Like a John of Edward stuff. type of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I found an interview with James Randi speaking with the ABC years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, This this, is uh, like during it or after it? This is like well after it happened. Mm. Um, And he passed away. Was it last year? Yeah, James Randi Randi died
0: like not that long ago. It might have even been this year. I can't remember.
1: Yeah. So, he he talked about the incident. He said, um, we trained him to be a channeler. So, his mate, Jose.
0: Uh,
1: All he had to do was look at videotapes of other people speaking in strange voices and he picked it up right away. And eventually, we got it into the Sydney Opera House with a fair audience. Uh, he felt like an awful fool doing it, which you would, mm-hmm. uh, especially since all the material that we produced was fake. So, they they put out press release press releases and in that they invented like magazines and towns and, mm-hmm. you know, cities and radio stations being like, this TV station says, here's his, this. And one phone call from anyone in the Australian media or any kind of research probably would have been like, hey, that's not even a city or like that isn't a radio station. Yeah. But no, Nobody did it. So everyone was just reporting on it to the point where he said that um, Carlos went to the beach and there were like reporters with him. And he, uh, so James James Randy said he caused the media to walk into the water up to their waists with all their TV equipment and the microphones on, like the booms and everything, um, while he was recharging his crystals. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, and so he was in like a white robe and sandals, but um, all these all the media were like in in like suit pants and you know they had like wallets and uh, all their equipment getting wet and they just followed him into the ocean just to film it and like he he asked like why he did it I think it's a pretty valuable service to be like this is how flimsy your your media system is yeah but yeah it was just to show how easily the media can be manipulated um, which as we'll find out in this episode this happens happens a lot, and even and with so, the rise of technology, people still get duped really easily.
0: And with that, so a couple, I have a couple questions and a couple of comments. Go on. But um, firstly, did you um, did you read how it all ended up being like uncovered at the time? Did it just kind of get exposed and?
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly what broke it, but I think, like, because what you said, it was like, if anybody asks us, we'll just flat out tell them, like, yeah, this is, this is a hoax.
0: <coughs> and obviously, no one did.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't- I couldn't see in this interview, he didn't say how it got- How it got exposed. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't have been that h- hard. Somebody would have just had to do a little bit of digging, but by that point, the damage was done, so.
0: Yeah. Um, again, I, I can't remember how it sort of, well, like, having watched the documentary, everything, I don't remember how it all kind of um, came to a head. Yeah. Um, considering that you're in the media. Yeah. So, I mean, this is 30 plus years removed from when this all happened. 84-ish or 86 or something It happened. I'm not sure when in the 80s, but it's still like- It was mid-80s. Yeah, it's been 30 30 plus years. So, as you were going through um, school and like obviously, uh, you know, studying whatever journalism that we studied. Yeah. Yeah. And now obviously being in the media and uh, for how many years? 10 years or so? Yeah, about that long. A situation like this, would you be expected to do an amount of research or just take it on face value or would you take it upon yourself to do any research before you put out any wild articles or what sort of- um, at what sort of point do you get involved or do you just report the story?
1: It's a- that's a very weird situation because in the- if I was writing in the 80 letter, I don't know what my stance on like channelers and that kind of mm. supernatural stuff would be. Obviously, now I'd be like, this thing's bullshit, but that's very easy for me to say. There's an example later on that I'll talk about where, so a few years ago, something happened where, um, I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it now,
0: because this is just- Well, before you do that, can I just, um, I'll just wait, make one comment yeah, about, yeah. Uh, what's his name, the great Carlos? Yeah. Yeah. Did you look any more into him?
1: No, outside of just what was said in that interview with-
0: That's James, uh, that was James Randy's partner after that.
1: Really? Yeah. So, they were ah. uh, together.
0: I don't know if they got married.
1: Yeah, gotcha. But
0: um, but he officially came out in the media when he was, like, 84 or something. Gotcha. And um, the, that guy, the great cars, they were together. So, side note there. So, huh.
1: so you're on to what you were saying. Usually, say, if something weird happens or um, a bit quirky, we kind of, like, generally would just report, like, this is happening. Um, there's this band called um, Yacht. They're, mm-hmm. like, a US band. <coughs> um, and in 2016, so the band features, uh, there's, like, partners Claire Evans and Jonah Betcholt. Mm-hmm. Bitch told. Don't say that. But they issued a statement on their Facebook saying like, um, hey, we made a sex tape and it's leaked online. Um, and they were like, we assumed that we were the only people who would be privy to the video. I guess we were naive. Uh, now you have the option to be privy to that video. For us, that's a shame. So mm-hmm. media were reporting that being like, well, this is what they've said. So, you know, you say they allege that this has happened and mm-hmm. whatever else. And they receive an outpouring of sympathy from fans and like even people like Eric Wareheim, like celebrities were coming out and news outlets were reporting it. Mm-hmm. Then they shared another post uh, the following day or a few days later saying that they were going to take ownership of the video mm-hmm. and that they, they were, you know, that fans could download it for $5. Mm-hmm. People reported on that. And then it. Turned out to be a, a hoax. The whole, the whole thing was like a hoax. So they they it was to promote this music video called "I Want to Fuck You Till I'm Dead." Right. Okay. Um, and the music video, I'll, sh- I'll show you that quickly.
0: So fans ended up paying five bucks for a music video.
1: Well, I'll get to that in one second. Here, just watch this quickly. Yeah. So that's that's the music video that came out after all this, <clears throat> like night vision. It looks like yeah, one of those vision, like sort of early two thousands like celebrity
0: porno yes. that you know. Oh, okay, and they're making it out in the bed. <laughs> So and then it just, just turns the, it a full-on music yeah, video. Yeah, and
1: if you skip through it, I mean, this
0: is how I have sex.
1: Well, in the, in the in the music video, they tear their faces off and they're aliens, and it's aliens doing all kinds of weird sex stuff. Right. Okay. So the problem with th- this is a really weird situation because people came out being like, you, I guess you wouldn't expect a band to to do this. So when you report it, you're like, okay, they're saying this. We're reporting what they're saying. The problem was, again, they're kind of making light of like revenge porn's a really big problem. Mm. And people were like being really sympathetic and stuff. And the, the whole thing just like blew up in their face. Right. They said, like, so, they released one statement being like, oh, you know, like, you figured it out. Ha ha. And then the next, uh, and then the internet's like, well, fuck you. Like, this isn't on. Uh, so, they issued a statement saying, we never, we never make light of uh, victims of any form of sexual abuse. Frankly, it's disturbing to us that press outlets could make the incredibly irresponsible leap from celebrity sex tape which is the cultural trope this project explicitly references to revenge porn, which is unfunny, disgusting, morally repugnant, and completely unrelated. So, they're pretty much being like, no, it's the way it was reported that was the issue, not what we did. Mm. And people were like, yeah, no, nah, that's not that's not good enough. Like, And then their PR company, the band's PR company, came out and they were like, yeah, we weren't involved with this. This was like a dumb idea. The day later, they had to make like a groveling apology. Like, yeah, we messed up. We (laughs) we shouldn't have done this. But that's a weird situation where people are kind of reporting what they're saying and there's no way to really verify
0: that. I mean, unless there was like directly a uh, comment in an article of like, we reached out to the band and got no response or got a response, da-da-da, because that happens a bunch. I read that in articles, but-
1: Yeah, yeah. It
0: doesn't sound like that happened. You know, we've we've talked too, as well, about how some online, um, you, you see like the same article essentially just written from 10 different outlets, and it's the same article rewritten because yeah. everyone's just referencing the art, ar- yeah, other Exactly, articles.
1: yeah. That's, that's a big problem.
0: So, you know what? There's a fair point in that of the language used and, and how it's sort of like- it's its original intention like I, I absolutely understand the the uh, reaction of like oh revenge born that that sort of makes sense I think it's like it's also sounds pretty just naive um, on their behalf On their behalf mm. yeah there, there's like a lot worse things that I've heard that's maybe not one of the worst that's yeah.
1: Just like an ill-advised. I wouldn't give them as plan. big a whack
0: as you as I would for other. Also, situations. why do you
1: have a PR firm if you're not even consulting with them? Like, what's the point of having a company that, that you could just be like, "Hey, what do you reckon of this?"
0: Maybe it's a fake PR firm.
1: The plot thickens. Yeah, I, sh- I I didn't even look into it. I've been maybe yeah. I, I was duped. But you know, so in that situation, I think we were reporting that as it was unfolding. Yeah. So we were effectively being duped, but. You know, at what point, I think- Did you write an article about it at the time? We had, yeah, so there's articles on the website, like, chronicling this, like, Mm -hmm. the band have claimed this, and then no, turns out it was this, and this is their apology. The problem is, I think it was only once the band said, oh, we're releasing it ourselves, Mm -hmm. and then you could try and buy it for $5 um, US, and it didn't work. I think that's when you could be like, okay, if I can't access this- there's well, also do you something know what, to be ben? said There's for like, like people being like, I'm gonna be have the decency not to watch this and be like, you know.
0: Yeah, and also I think it's a bit um a bit greedy to charge your fans five bucks for effectively for a music video. Well, like, no, nothing, no, nothing
1: being, happened. They were like, you know, but no one's charged being charged like their cards because it wouldn't work, it wouldn't Yeah, wouldn't go
0: through. And that's kind of okay then to me. like sorry, that makes it slightly better where it's like, well, if that's all they got for fighting they're actually like money going out, I feel like that's a bit yeah, it's a bit cheap. Yeah,
1: so no money. It was. It was all just like a, a to- Yeah. 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 In
0: fa- in that case, again, man, I don't. I don't have a huge problem with this one. Um, to fix it, they could have actually made and leaked it or a sex tape. <laughs> oh, maybe. But <laughs> see, we weren't lying. Look, here it is. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because, again, I understand the revenge the revenge porn thing, and thankfully, it's not something I've had to deal with in my own life. But it's like there's a lot of situations where if you're not thinking about it. Then, and if, if something that you haven't had to go through, it's it, I think it's easy to just be like, ignorant to it. And, yeah, be really ignorant to it and not think about yeah. it. And it's really easy for people that have been through it to see anything that well, hits those targets and jump onto that as being a problem. It's
1: also people coming out and there's like an outpour of like, oh my God, I'm just, like people genuinely being sympathetic yeah. and being like, feeling like, oh, you've just made me look like an idiot. So, I think there's some outrage there too. Like, no matter what it was, if they were, like, saying this bad thing's happened and people have come out and said, oh, no, then people are going to be mad being like, well, what the fuck? I just was, like, trying to be really supportive.
0: But in terms of a a marketing PR thing, I mean, I guess it worked because- We're talking about their album Five years later. And and at the time, I'm sure it was a pretty big deal. I feel like I heard about this at the time. Yeah. So- yeah, again, it, it sort of worked to some degree. Yeah. So, in that case- Do you want to have a, no a
1: quick break? And then we can- I've got a little activity for you. Oh,
0: I love active puzzle.
1: It's riddles? Kind of, yeah. riddle puzzle, you, whatever you, you name it. All right,
0: we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know what sucks? What?
1: The NRL. That's a hot take. That's not the only take. And you know what doesn't suck?
0: Tell me. The take with Willie Mason on the Handshake Agency Network. That's right. Ex-NRL and Australian international player Willie Mason discusses all things rugby league. You don't have to be a fan of the sport to get sucked into the podcast. But don't just take our word for it. Head over to
1: thepodcasts.com.au now and listen for yourself.
0: And we're back. We are back. That was We took a legitimate break that time. Not we- that the we usually don't because, you know, sometimes- have a little drinky poo. I think like every,
1: every podcast I listen to, they make the joke of like, "Oh, we're back. <laughs> we had a little break." You know, like they're like making fun of the fact that when you say we're going to break, you just have
0: a two second break and then cut back into it. I and mean, well, in just the episode, it. it's like, imagine if you if you did a fifth, like fifteen minutes of podcasting and then had to take a break. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, sure. unless you really need to have a pee pee. Well, yeah. I listen to Uh, one podcast
1: podcast and don't have a and have an actual break. Email us.
0: I listen to one podcast that, on average, the episodes are like two, two and a half hours long. Jesus! So they have breaks because it's like, no, I really need to go, like, go use the bathroom. Stretch. I need to like my eyes are going going cross-eyed. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's pretty brutal. They don't really edit those podcasts. I edit, I edit these podcasts. Everybody, a little peek behind the curtain there. Wow! All of Dan's arms are. uh, do you leave it in there? He's about to read something off a piece of paper. already. I'm going to leave all this in. Go on. Don't make- Don't say the word- Don't say um. Go on. Read the, read the next part without saying um. I dare you. This is painful. Go on. I don't know what to do right now.
1: <laughs> Dad's face. Okay. Go I've, got a, I've got a task for you. Get your phone out. Got it. And go to Google Maps. Google Maps. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Type in
0: Shazam Indian Restaurant. <laughs> Shazam Indian Restaurant. Yeah. Street- WA,
1: yeah. So that's in the city. That's now in our, in our um, CBD. Ah, I did it. Oh fuck! <laughs> well, now everybody for the rest of the episode is going to be hypersensitive to me saying um. So I, now I have to. I usually
0: cut them out, so don't worry about it. Good, good, good. So uh, it's an it's, <laughs> it it's an
1: indie in a restaurant. Yep. And can you read some of
0: the reviews, please? Um, oh, hang on. Fuck off. Was that one of the reviews? No. A little bit of a A, si- a little bit of signage would go a long way. Um this place is really great. I love how easy the entrance was to find. <laughs> Delicious chicken korma and the nun was amazing. Uh, so, okay. There's a the the reviews are okay. It looks legit though, right? It yeah, looks like it looks a real like real restaurant. A few-
1: that's not a real restaurant. <laughs> it's just a random place, is it? One of my friends created it. Um, and he told us to go and write reviews. Like, amazing. I couldn't find the entrance, but when I got in there- So, people trying to find it are going to look at the reviews and oh, be like, really- oh, it must just be really hard to, to like, get into.
0: That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's been up for years now. Oh, wow. It has too. Oh, it's only got- Oh, it's only got four reviews, though. Four and, he, and a half stars, too. He called,
1: and his photos of food and stuff as well. <laughs> he, um, he's, he's been getting calls from, like, advertising agencies to see if he wants to promote his business and stuff oh, like yeah. that. That's but, pretty um, funny. Yeah, all the but, reviews are like, ah, a little bit of signage wouldn't go astray. I
0: couldn't find the entrance, but once I got in there, best meal of my life. Look, here's the thing. If you're looking on Google Maps for a, an Indian restaurant, and you see that it's got four reviews, and you go there, then that's a, that's a you problem. <laughs> four reviews over how many years? Yeah, four reviews in. Oh, uh, when did you say like you started, five it? years in or Five something. years, like that's like, yeah, four and a half stars is good, but still, like, I I'm <laughs> not going to trust four reviews because I'm going to look at it and go like, oh, this place must be new. Like, oh, I think that it. I
1: deleted my review. I was like, I don't want my name associated with like this misdirect. So I had reviewed it and I deleted it, but that was a little uh, segue into. Did you hear about that Vice article from, like, 2017 about um, the non-existent restaurant that became the in top In London? Of- yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, do you know much about it? Um, I read it a long time ago, but can you re- remind me?
1: So, the article was called, I made my shed the top-rated restaurant on TripAdvisor. <laughs> so, this guy in the UK named Uber Butler, I think that's how you say his name, he used to get paid to write fake reviews for restaurants on, on TripAdvisor. Oh. Apparently, he'd get like $13 to write a positive review wow. about, like, fr- from a restaurant owner about their place, which is kind of mind-blowing that, that that's a lot of money. I thought maybe like a couple of bucks or less if you're ch- churning out reviews. That's a free meal. Uh, probably not. But Depending on what, it, what he's reviewing. But like over time, he kind of <sighs> became obsessed with like- monitoring these businesses to see how they became popular from these reviews that were seemingly- Dude, Would he ever go into them
0: or not? You just get an email like- No, you just would
1: just it'd just be a, like a, a fake review. Wow. Pretty much. So then he was like, all right, I want a top trip advisor with a, with a fake restaurant. So um, he called it The Shed at Dulwich. I think it's how you say that. I'm probably butchering that. Um, and then he, rather than list his exact address he put the, he just put the street and then called it an appointment only restaurant. So <laughs> you had to like call up to get a booking. He created a website and he put pictures of food on it. Um, I'll send you some, some of those pictures now and you can uh, I'll tell you if i dine there. Yeah yeah. so here's the first image. What do you what does this look like? These, these are the are the menu like photos of the menu items oh, I mean, yeah. on, on, on the website.
0: So that looks very restauranty. It looks like, um, like very nicely displayed. It kind of looks like some ice cream and almost a carrot or something like that. It's kind of hard to tell, but it looks like fancy restaurant food. Yeah, it fa- looks like very fancy restaurant food. He- here's what it is. Tell me. Oh God, shaving cream <laughs> and a uh, bleach tablet. <laughs> yeah,
1: and oh then God. like honey and oh, it's got black ground black pepper. pepper though. So so you get edible. Uh, the next menu item. This looks like a delicious, like a chocolate dessert with.
0: Ice cream, yeah, that looks like a nice sort of chocolate pudding, and yeah, looks good. I eat that. And what is it actually made of? Oh, again with the shaving cream, yeah, shaving cream for ice cream. And the the
1: chocolate thing is just a lump of um, Nest Cafe <laughs> covered in um gloss, like paint gloss. Oh my god! <laughs> and the final one, this this looks like perhaps <laughs> uh, an egg with some ham or something like a nice breakfast. Oh yeah, meal. I see that?
0: That looks good. I eat that. Would you really eat that? Yeah, it looks yummy. A lot of parsley though. <laughs> so whatever the egg is leaning on is in fact the guy's foot
1: so you zoom out and this little it looks like a bit of ham or something when you zoom out it's a foot on a plate <laughs> so that was his web like he created this website with these fake menu items on funny. there and then what happened was
0: dan's it. about to read something again everybody so just watch out for the ums
1: so he applied to be uh on uh- trip- He applied to be on TripAdvisor, it got approved, and then he was getting his family and friends to write reviews, which saw it slowly climb the rankings, and then he started getting calls from people to book the restaurant, Oh yeah! and he was like, oh, no, no, sorry, we're booked for months, or- Is that me?
0: Oh, it's Chris Reeve. He knows, friend of the pod. In fact, just- Hang on. Hello? G'day, copper. I'm just- I'm recording a podcast with Dan Cribb, like, right now. Do you want to say Hi.
1: Oh, hi, Dan. Howdy. Spread some, spread some, what's the good words? Give us some inspirational quotes. An inspirational quote?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Quick. Hurry up. We're on the clock. I'm running out of inspiration. I don't know. Um, uh, try and avoid high fructose corn syrup if you can. Oh, yeah. What'd I you like say? it. He said, avoid high fructose corn syrup if you can. You heard it here, folks. First here. Yeah. Cool, cool. man. All right. Peace. Yeah, so he he got
1: he was getting um like call after call trying to book it and he was saying, oh, we are fully booked out, which just kind of built more hype. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he started getting companies using like the estimated location on Google to send him free samples of things to use at his restaurant. Um, he would have people from like, I think the council sent him an email asking if they could relocate him to like a, a new fancy development because it was such a buzzing restaurant. An Australian production company got in touch being like, hey, we want to feature this in um, in in-flight videos uh, (laughs) for tourism. And eventually, after quite a while, hit number one because there was so much buzz about it and articles all around the world. Yep. And then he decided to book people in. For, for a night, and it looks about as good as you'd imagine somebody setting up a restaurant in their backyard is. And I think he served them like one dollar frozen meals and things like that. But people going there were under the like, they didn't know that that's what, what it was, they thought it was the actual experience. Yeah, and they were just getting these crappy meals. And probably half of them probably <laughs> thought, mm, This tastes divine, not knowing it's like a one dollar meal. Yeah, and he had chickens in the backyard, like in a little coop, just as the aesthetic, I guess, to, yep. just to kind of sell like the. Whatever the vibe of the place was. And this woman asked like, oh, like, why do you have chickens? And apparently he was like, oh, it's pick your chicken night. We cook the one that you like the look of. And she was like, I thought you were a vegetarian restaurant. I found you because you're the top rated vegetarian restaurant in London. And he was like, uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which like, that's pretty funny that's that pretty he managed funny, to yeah.
0: game, game, game the system And rise to number one on there. It just proves how fake everything is and nothing's real and nothing matters. It's like from every level. It's like, okay, no one's been to this restaurant yet. It's obviously like the biggest thing and he gets free stuff and he can- He's That's success. He has success having literally done nothing except use the internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And also like being able to dupe like people going to his restaurant with how good the food is with, you know, dollar frozen meals or whatever. Which is like- they probably taste fine. Yeah. I've eaten dollar meals but and people, they're okay. People get in
1: and they go, oh, like, this is Chris tastes incredible. Yeah, it's because like the it's all, all status effect.
0: and, like, and bullshit. There's no, it's not real. Nothing's real. The, so, the, like, good on him.
1: On, like, the, the, the review thing, I went through this this um, phase, like, a few years ago where I think if you reached 100 Google mm. reviews or 200 or something, you got, like, a terabyte of free Google drive storage oh, okay. so i was just going on a blitz of like i think google keeps your history and it's like here's a place you visited review it here's a place so i just i just smashed like uh,
0: i've got a funny story about that but i yeah, smashed a
1: bunch of them and um like six months later my brother sent our family chat a message being like hey um i was at like the local doctor surgery and like Obviously, he Googled how to get there, and my my review came up, and it was like, amazing food, great stuff. (laughs) And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I reviewed the wrong thing, because that medical practice definitely didn't serve food. (laughs) Staff, probably great, but no food.
0: I remember Leon, friend of the show, Leon Todd, was telling me that um, he was doing the same thing, probably about the same time you were. Just
1: smashing the fridge. Smashing the the reviews. Yeah.
0: and. he that. said that, like the recording studio that I used to work at, um, he got a phone call from uh, one of the guys he used to work there from, uh, from Charlie, and he was like, Leon was telling me he's like, you know, he would just go through and like give everywhere he went four stars, Why like every the pop, just because he didn't want to give it five. He was yeah, just like, that's fair. anything that came up, four stars, four stars, four stars. So he reckons like he gets a phone call from this friend of mine saying like, oh hey Leon, um, I was going through our Google reviews. And you've given us like four stars. Can I just check? Like, did we do something to like upset <laughs> you? Because <laughs> like at that time, like Leon had been recording that for like six or seven years. And,
1: like, <laughs> it would be like me giving you a four star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, and you'd just be like. Fuck but he called you. him up and he's
0: like, "What the fuck? Are you like Leon said to him, "Like, what are you talking about? And then he was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I know, I know what's happened. I had a good stars. laugh about it, but it's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. problem
1: is, though, yeah, because it brings down the overall rating on that. So I got given my free terabyte. And then after like a year or two it lapsed. So you go back to the <coughs> the fifteen gigabytes of standard storage. Oh yeah. But I left everything in the in the, the Google Drive. So my Google Drive currently says storage full. Four hundred and eighty eight gigabytes of fifteen gigabytes used. <laughs> so I've got like 500 gigabytes sitting on my Google Drive. The- I can't add anything to it. but Can you, you,
0: can, can you access it at I all? I can access all of it. It's oh, just right. all sitting
1: there. <laughs> oh, that's weird. So Google are like, hey, can you fucking just not do that? So it's been, I've had like that much free storage for like three years. That's pretty cool. Well, I'll tell you something that was bloody the internet was made for stories about people dying after having sex with hornet's nests. <laughs> is that, is that, that's like the internet, right? That's That was uh, news articles from 2013. That's like peak internet. Oh, yeah. Peak, I love it. peak, you know, 2010s internet. Um. So, yeah, there was like all these outlets were reporting like a man's died after trying to have sex with a hornet's nest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this website called ne- uh, News Sweden first published the news, and it was like, yeah, this guy called... Um, Hassie, I think that's how you say his name, had been found dead uh, with 146 sting marks on his body, including 54 to his genitals. Oh. Um, how, but the thing is, right... Oh, sorry. sorry. It got picked up by a London uh, news outlet called the International Business Times. So, they picked it up, and then everywhere else around the world started reporting on it. Mm-hmm. And they included quotes from a neighbour who found the guy dead. So, he said, I've never in my life seen such a swollen pelvic bone. <laughs> um it hid the whole package and the scrotum was enlarged. <laughs> right now, it feels heavy and unreal. We did not talk very often, but still, he was my neighbour. But the neighbor's name translates in English to erection. Um, and they had like a quote from a psychologist. So, the, the uh, initial article had a quote from a psychologist who said... To attempt to have intercourse with a hornet's nest is a very bad idea. It's like, oh, thanks for your expert opinion. But apparently their name in English translates, to, or their last name translates to fetish. Ah, oh, nice. So, uh, And people like Stephen Fry were like tweeting this out, being like, this is the weirdest fetish I've ever heard. And it went, went viral. And then, yeah, turns out that initial website was like a parody, just like a joke, satirical website um, and that wasn't true. And then that that International Business Times website, they ran an article being like, it was a hoax, but the article was pretty much, hey, here's a story we reported. It's not true. But look, Stephen Fry tweeted about it and hey, (laughs) look, here's some other times the media were duped and just listed all this big list of like other times <laughs> as in like, uh, you know, no, no, no. It's not not our problem, not our
0: problem. Yeah, well, yeah no, it wasn't just us, yeah.
1: Uh, and then another thing like people, news outlets not verifying if something's real or not was, oh, here you go, I'll send you, I'll send you this. Wow. So this
0: guy looks- I mean-
1: He has a slight resemblance to Ed Sheeran that he's hair scruffy and a similar color. It's
0: like a little bit red, but I mean, the guy looks like- So what, and
1: that was just, that was an Australian outlet reporting this like, (laughs) this is bizarre. This gentleman has been, uh, he's a fugitive. He's been evading the police by convincing that local churches in the US that he is a, um, he's Ed Sheeran and he's been like taking money for them and he played the shape of you. Mm -hmm. The funniest thing is that guy in the mugshot Supposedly, like they're like he played the shape of you to like a church. It's like no, he didn't. So that was all based off last year. Um, another satirical website, they posted like a, you know there's a fugitive on the loose out for fraud, Ronnie Williams Jr. And then um, well, I think it was the U- It was a U.S. website, uh, and they said this guy's from Scoiterville. So maybe that's <laughs> America or UK. <laughs> Ed UK based, but they shared that photo of the guy. Um, and they said he convinced three local churches that he is Ed Sheeran that even went so far as performing The Shape of You in front of Christ Community Church last Sunday. When the pastor was asked why he believed the real Ed Sheeran would perform for $35 and a sandwich, he said he <laughs> just assumed he'd fallen on rough times. <laughs> and it blew up and nobody bothered to check that that was like a satirical Facebook page or whatever. Yeah.
0: Again, just poor reporting. Just
1: do, do your job. Um, <clears throat> I want to end with... This is a heartwarming video. It's called Hero Pig Saves Baby Goat from Drowning. Wow. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Do you, want, do you want to watch this and explain-
0: Literally, in my life, I've never wanted to do anything more. Really? Yep. So, what are you saying there? Oh, God. It's a little baby goat. In a little pond. And it's drowning. It's drowning in a pond. Oh, and a pig swimming out to save it. Oh. Oh, and they've run off. Oh, that's cute. So, the, yeah. So, uh, a hero pig saves a baby goat from drowning. Oh, wow, 10 million views that's had.
1: yeah, that video went viral, and you can imagine like it just the internet soaked it up, like time ran an article on it, and they were like just saying like, oh, this is so amazing, watch this video, and it, it blew up. the whole thing was like a plant for um watch that next video. we um, we'll just cut this bit out. We'll
0: come back after you've watched this video. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so good he's the best
1: yeah so what What? so that that goat in the water video you watched it looks legit on face value but as, as you just watched the TV the t- comedy series Nathan for you that was an elaborate ruse to get publicity for a A petting zoo? petting zoo. So, he sees, like- It's the most convoluted thing ever where he hires, like, scuba divers.
0: There's, like, 11 people on set for that.
1: Yeah, and the end results is, like, crappy little handheld shaky (laughs) low-res video of a pig saving a goat. But, like, that's just, like, how- The media doesn't expect to get tricked by things like that, right? Like, you wouldn't expect looking at that video- you're like, oh, that's 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 exactly what it says it is. Like, yeah. you wouldn't think, oh, there's a fucking scuba diver guiding the pig through, like, a Perspex <laughs> track and the voiceover of a guy going, gold in the water has been, like, dubbed later and yep. everybody on set signed, like, non-disclosure
0: agreements. <laughs> it's still good to watch, though, like, even knowing that because, like, you know, yeah, that's a cute video.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just blew up and then, well, I found it funny that the- because Nathan, for you, like- he goes into these businesses being like, I'm going to get you exposure Mm. and it always goes wrong or it doesn't go to plan. Like we talked about when he tried to get the, that soft serve company more, um, customers and he int- introduced the poo flavored ice cream. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was him as well. And so with this one, like the Time magazine <laughs> article, if the whole thing was about getting exposure. Yeah, so that time the Time article says a cute and quick thinking piglet saved a baby goat from drowning in a pond in an unidentified petting zoo. Mm. So like after all that, the articles were like unidentified petting zoo.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, like that's kind of a harmless little Yeah, that's trick. a harmless. No one's like some of his other stuff could be a little bit more harmful. But yeah, gotta wonder how much everyone's in on that. So I, I would really love to know. Maybe I wouldn't love to the know. media. Did the the people involved?
1: Oh, I, on, I, the, the the woman at the petting zoo. I imagine that she
0: for a large part like, of it legitimate. The scuba thought, diver that he he like th- tries to threaten at the subway station. I, though, I, like-
1: I don't think he was in on it. I think that like that was the legitimate because he got very yeah. For the listener, he so he makes everybody sign Nathan for you. That Nathan of the main guy, makes everybody sign non-disclosure agreements. But he doesn't trust this, the, one of the scuba divers who's worked on big films, who's like telling him little tidbits. So he's like, I don't trust him. So he takes him to a train station and like effectively threatens to <laughs> kill him. <laughs> and the scuba diver like just cracks it. And anyway, that's uh watch Nathan for you if you haven't.
0: Yeah. Uh, very good. That was a good episode, Dan. Yeah. Well done. Good research.
1: Well, pff, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I got duped on everything.
0: Oh, look, I hope not. Because the, then we have to record a follow up podcast. I don't maybe I do that. The dupee got duped.
1: That's that's one of the biggest things I find <coughs> doing research for uh, the podcast is when there's articles, like you said before, that there's no, uh, it's, it's all the same. Like all the articles are the same mm. and there's no origin. It's like, well, I can't use this as an example because I can't verify this. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully that was all correct because otherwise I will never do this podcast again. Shit.
1: Well, if it wasn't, you let me know at thatsucksatthepodcast.com.au.
0: And while you're there, you can check out all the great shows, the other great shows. Not Go- just gold in the water. <laughs>
1: go in the water (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah other great shows The Green Room The Take Rewind this episode listen to it again and then go
0: listen to Rewind with Steve Bell yep and rate and review what else should they do look just um, every time you read an article just look for the source question it question everything you read All right, we'll see you next time see you later That Sucks is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network Presented and produced by Dan Cribb and Troy Neverman. Recorded and engineered by Troy Neverman. Executive producer Craig Turek. Theme music by Dan Cribb and Troy
1: Neverman.